Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Kanks Cast Podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at KanksCast, like on Facebook, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Cast with Eric and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy Smoke Shop on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Uh, we are coming off of a really fun episode earlier this week where Ryan and I came on and we talked about the exciting Game 7s that have been happening. Uh, We talked about some contracts in the NBA, cap flexibility among teams, just some general NBA talk, and we capped off that past episode with our top Arco Arena moments. It was a fun episode. If you want to check that one out or any other episodes out, you can always find those streaming wherever you find your podcast. I'm bringing in my co-host today, as always, Ryan. What's good? No uh, can open today. Fuck, dude. I fucked this one up. Okay. Hey, All right, I got so one right here. Let, let me bust it in because I got one and it's going to be real good. Let's see. Is that, is that oh, a nice that, one? Yeah, that, that was really good. That was really good. I can't say so, though because it, it's it's a ginger root beer. It's a ginger root okay. beer. It's not a real beer. Well, I have alcohol like always. Okay. That is a staple of King's cast that I drink every time we do this. Uh, but I'm drinking wine today. So all right, I fucked up. All right. I, you know, I work a lot. So I'm at work all day. I got off work and I went and worked out. Um, you know, I left for, for work at 445 this morning and I didn't get home till seven tonight. Um, so I didn't realize that I didn't have any beers. Usually, you know, that's kind of a, um, a staple at the household over here. There's always some beers out there, but you know, I've mentioned this before. I live next door to a redneck named Bill. All right. And Bill likes Keystone. So I always have Keystone in there typically, but I, I think Bill's been sneaking in the garage fridge and stealing beers lately. So uh, unfortunately, I'm stuck with wine tonight. Uh, but nev- nevertheless, um, I'm here. I'm excited. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really excited for this topic today. So uh, let, let's just let's jump right into it. Well, I'll talk about my drink because, you know, for me, I usually don't come on the, the podcast and drink too much. But uh, the ginger root beer, Zevia ginger root beer, I'd give a, give a plug. It's the best soda there is. I'm a big ginger guy, big root beer guy, and a big uh, zero-calorie soda guy. So that I'll put those trash. all combined. It's good. It, it's that good. Trash. You, you I fucking gave it love to, it. You gave it to me at your house one time. And it was fucking disgusting. And this is how you know it's disgusting, okay? So my wife eats everything. Like she, you know, she's not a picky eater. She likes all the, she she drinks ginger shots every day and all that. She loves ginger. She thought they were fucking terrible too, so... Um, I, I, I think guess, you're just 
tricky. I have an advanced line. an advanced palate. I drink them. Hey, they're really good with alcohol too. I, what I do is I get those big those big cubes. I throw them in an old fashioned glass. Put some whiskey, some ginger root beer. Bada bing, good to go, man. But all right, yeah, let's break in this topic because I'm excited too because this is a good topic. This is a fun topic. It's been the hot topic in King's Land this week, and that's why Ryan and I thought, hey, let's come at the people with two episodes this week because. It, you know, it, it's, I would say it's uh, not uncommon, or it's it, it's common, Ryan, that you and I have uh, opposite tastes, it seems like. It seems like over the history of the podcast, history of our interactions in Kingsland on Twitter, uh, we always seem to be sometimes kind of out on the other side, opposing what everybody else is saying. And when it comes to this topic right here, we've been consistent. We have been pretty much the only ones I could think of. I, I'd like to say KC's probably in line with us, but I, I don't even recall what KC's takes on it. Help me out. I don't think there's anybody else, Ryan, that's I mean, really is passionate about this. There's people around that agree with us to an extent, but I, I think a lot of people kind of hedge their bets when it comes to this one and they kind of just toe the line. They're like, yeah, yeah you know, I'm a believer, right. but but I'm 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 not fully gonna buy in just because of you know, obviously his his injury history. Well, we didn't we didn't even introduce league, it. But... I was kind of building it up, dude. So if you haven't figured it out yet, you're not in Kingsland. We're talking about our boy Marvin Bagley. So we want to do an episode on Marvin Bagley just because um, Marvin Bagley has just been consistently been the, well, him and Buddy Heald, I guess, are the ones who people just go after. And uh, so far this offseason, uh, Marvin Bagley has been the target for a lot of Kings fans just because of his past injuries. So we'll kind of revisit that, Ryan. I think maybe we can revisit the – his history here and the fans' perception on him and how they feel about him and and all that stuff and uh, really it kind of all came together this the last day or two where apparently he he liked some tweet on the Twitter about him leaving Sacramento so it got everyone all crazy uh, everybody in Kingsland's going nuts Cowbell Kingdom I guess Carmichael Dave said something because people are going crazy on Kingsland but fucking who cares what he says at this point. So anyway, it was just it's just a really hot topic, interesting topic. And to be honest with you, Ryan has a he's gonna really sum it up and it's gonna be a good rant. And I'm I Ryan, I hope that you you nail this one. So take it away on Marvin Bagley. Okay, so this isn't, you know, me and Eric, you know, Eric, it's mainly Eric, but Eric is responsible for giving every episode a title every single week right like eric will come out and you know the it really started with um buddy healed last year and eric titled something the defense of buddy healed that was the topic um this is not a defense of of marvin bagley it's more of putting marvin bagley's uh how, how do you say a tumultuous is that how you pronounce that word you actually got a college word right dude i'm happy for you <laughs> All right, by the way, I am a college graduate. Okay. So I actually do have a I do have a degree as of uh to what is it? Sunday actually. I will have a degree. So uh, thank you very much, Eric. But anyways, a tumultuous uh you know experience in Sacramento. And 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 this is really just gonna put everything into perspective and and you know, really it starts with you know, where he was drafted, right? So let's go, let's go back and let's look, you know, Bagley went number two, obviously, you know, Vladi took them over Luca and, and Trey young. Um, so naturally there's going to be comparisons there, right? Naturally there's gonna be comparisons that, you know, we should have done this. We should have done that, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Okay. It's not Marvin Bagley's fault 
that he was drafted number two first off. Okay. Um, and, and one thing that people don't realize the big misconception, um, with young NBA big men is they're not like guards. Okay. They don't come into the league, you know, ready, ready to score, right? It's the NBA is a grown man's league down low and it takes time. It takes time putting on weight and strength. Okay. Especially for a guy like Marvin Bagley, who's more of a perimeter, um, athletic four, right? He's, he's, he's slender, especially coming in as a 19 year old. Um, his body wasn't ready um, to come in and bang. Obviously, that you know kind of puts into perspective his his early injuries um, early on as a as a young NBA player. Um, so there's that, and then there's also um, you know like last year, a lot of people give him crap for for missing games and all that. And it's you know I don't really think that Marvin Bagley last year was that hurt. Um, you know, I think it was more Sacramento kept him out a lot, especially towards the end of the year. You know, everybody was kind of like, where's, where's Bagley at? Is he healthy? Whatever. Nobody really knew. I think that was more just a precautionary, like, hey, let's look out for our, our power forward of the future. Okay. Um, another, another point that I'd like to make about Marvin Bagley's stay in Sacramento is Sacramento is notoriously uh, for the, since 2000, what we made the playoffs last in 2005, 2006, Eric. Uh, Mar- probably the worst franchise in all of professional sports since then. Okay. Um, I want to say we have the longest playoff drought. Is that correct, Eric? Are are we longest playoff drought in all of American professional sports? Okay. So there's another thing to put into perspective about Marvin Bagley. He came into a situation, um, you know, already getting bashed for getting drafted number two over two guys who have made um, some playoff runs and, and both are MVP, MVP caliber guys. Um, and then also he comes into a situation where he's on the worst franchise in, in all of professional sports. Another point to make about Marvin Bagley is, um, you know, he was drafted by a guy, Vladi Divac, who got fired and a coach who was here and Dave Yeager, who also got fired. So there's that. Okay. So you put all these factors in. And, and, you know, everybody wants to blame Marvin Bagley and say, well, we need to trade him. He's not going to amount to any of this. And, you know, in, in my opinion, the guy hasn't been given a fair chance. You know, you look at his career statistics, 14 and a half, I believe, and 7.6, Eric, is, am I nailing that? Um, I don't have it in front of me. But you look at those stats and you're like, okay, this guy obviously at 21 or 22 has a lot of potential. Okay. You know, you, you got to figure he's five years away from his prime. Okay. Um, so when I look at when I, when I look at everything that I just mentioned, I look at it as, okay, um, he's been in put in bad situations. He's, um, you know, turnover in rosters. He hasn't been given the minutes because of injuries. They're kind of trying to, uh, you know, um, um, save him for the future. And he, in my opinion, he has uh, been given a lot of shit for no reason. That's kind of out of his control. Okay, so that's the biggest thing that bugs me about the the Marvin Bagley haters out there. Is I see people like, oh, he's a bum, he's a bust. This is no, he's not. Statistically, he's not. And you know, I and one thing that really bugs me as well is why doesn't Jaron Jackson in Memphis get any shit? You know, like I don't ever hear anybody bring up Jaron Jackson who was in the same draft class. Um, who's been a part of a playoff team um, and has played very minimal games is a seven footer who averages like four and a half rebounds per his game per season and only played 11 games this past season. Um, you know, so it's, it's just really, for me, it's really unfair um, to Marvin Bagley that people are holding him accountable like that. Um, 
yeah, it's just, you know, I'll get there, but you know, it's just, it, for me, it's really just, it's really unfair and it really bugs me. And I, I think that, you know, Marvin Bagley is going to leave here this year. He's not going to be on Sacramento's team this year. And it's too bad because Marvin Bagley is going to go somewhere and he's going to be fucking legit. He's going to be fucking legit when he's like 25, 26. Okay. And he's going to be out there averaging 20 and 10. And then people are going to look back and be like, Oh damn, we should have kept Marvin Bagley. Oh, the Kings fucked that up again. And it's like, well, you know, every single one of you fans on Kingsland who's been bashing this dude, I'm keeping fucking receipts, dude, because Marvin Bagley is going to be a fucking dude in this league, 100. percent The well, you, you you really said a lot of things there, and I kind of want to let you go off on that so we can kind of unpack th- each thing, uh, probably on its own. You know, I think it all really does start like you started off with with the draft and the fact that Luca came out the gates with the stats he did, and then you know, really in that top of that draft with with. Uh, with DeAndre Ayton and then with with Bagley, Luca, Trey Young, Jaron Jackson, you know all, all the guys going down, right? Um, I, I think a lot of the, a lot of the guys had the immediate success, and I think it was the Kings were singled out so much just because they had the number two pick, and that there was a lot of the rumors of them taking Luca, and so that that whole thing was like it seemed like by the time he when he walked in, people were already hating on that. It was like before he, he even really played, it was already the wrong decision, which doesn't always happen in the drafts. A lot of the drafts, it takes a lot of time. Um, and, and so right away, people were upset that first year. And then, you know, added on top of that, that, that Vladi has made a lot of terrible moves and the Kings just were, weren't great. And then, and then just as all the other guys are playing, Marvin Bagley's dealing with those injury, injury uh, problems. And, I think for Kings fans, you know, we it's they've sucked for so long, and they and then you finally the Kings finally moved up and advanced in the draft, like finally, and in a good draft, and it's like a lot of Kings fans they think that it's it's like a, like a Darko Milicic situation or a Hashim Thabit situation with a number yeah, two exactly where yeah, where, yeah. It, where it's where it's all you need to do is close your eyes and throw the dart at the board and you could have got somebody and you still missed and that's where i think is so false and i think that's where you're talking about that perception that it comes in it's only been three years and in three years for the haters his statistical baseline in 25 minutes a game that's what he's played every year his average is 25 minutes a game okay and that's in spurts of play too coming off an injury, being overly protected. Like you said, they babied the fuck mm-hmm. out of him for the first two years. Mm-hmm. I really don't think it was this last year. Where he, and it's it's unfortunate injuries. I mean, year two, it was the hand right away. You know, and then they just babied yeah. the guy. It's you know, nothing. It's not like he's he's it's, not tearing ligaments. Yeah. He's not yeah, tearing not, a knee. It's, he's not it's tearing no, Achilles. There is no career-threatening injuries. There is nothing that is going to hamper his long-term success. They're kind of just, it's like what I said. He was a 19-year-old, a skinny 19-year-old who was down there banging with grown fucking men, dude. And there's something that you brought up, dude, and you bring this up all the time, and it's one of the best uh, best observations that, you, that you've ever told me was, you know, you always brought up the young DeMarcus Cousins against Chris Kamen and how you went to the game and Chris Kamen fucking dominated Boogie. And Boogie instantly came into the NBA as a seven-footer who was 260 pounds. You know, Marvin Bagley, 611 what probably 240 right like just off the top of my head you know doesn't yeah, have 235 might be his list yeah you know so like you look at it, it's like this dude was 19 what the fuck were you guys doing when you were 19 you know what i mean like you're not filled out you know i'm 28 years old now 
And I'm just now starting to get into like, you know, my prime of body, you know, imagine, imagine an athlete who's eating correctly, working out when he's 28, that guy's going to put on muscle. He's going to be faster. He's going to be stronger. And, and, you know, I think people really just judge him unfairly to me. It's, it's absolutely ludicrous that people judge a 19, 20 year old on uh, missing a few games on a non-playoff team. And then when he is there, he's, you know, his output is, is phenomenal. Really. It, it's I'll take 14 and a half and seven and a half all freaking night. Well, when Sean Holmes does, does close to those numbers, they want to pay him $20 million a year, dude. You know, has, has, Rashawn, has Rashawn Holmes ever averaged 14 and a half points a game in a season? No. Yeah, I mean, okay. What he, he set a career high this year with what? Nine, nine rebounds after before that. I don't think he ever averaged more than 7.8. You know, and what's Rashawn Holmes now? Rashawn Holmes is going into his year twenty nine season. Yeah, at right. Thir- at, at thirty, at thirty minutes a game. You know, at I, thirty I would... minutes a game, year twenty nine season. Like I said, you know, they're you know NBA players, you know, sport athletes. They hit their prime, uh, in my opinion, twenty seven to thirty three um, nowadays. So uh, we're still five fucking years away from that. The I was kind of breaking down that you know the the thing is you try to get a try to get a read on Kings fans. That's one that's one thing that we do on Kings Cast is we we kind of navigate the takes. We navigate people's positions. We try to understand why people have the takes that they do, and maybe offer up uh, our perspective on what the take really should you know we think should be. And that's where with Marvin Bagley, I think it's the frustration immediately of the draft, um, knowing that there was other players out there um, who are looking like they're going to be really like Trey, not Trey Young. I'm sorry. I, did I include Trey Young in that, in another one? Cause I messed up if I yes, did. I, yes, I believe he did. Yeah. yeah. Cause that was not that draft. So my bad on that one. Yeah. Um, Trey Young, Young was in that. I don't know. He was he, my yeah, bad. He was he got traded. Okay. He got traded for Luka Doncic. Okay. My bad. My bad. So but, I'm, I'm the way I'm going is all these different, these different players, I guess in the, in the draft that were so good right off the bat. And then now in this playoffs are starting to have the success. Everyone's like, "What? when's our time going to come? And just because the time hasn't come, they've gotten all frustrated by him. Um, and then now they want him to go. But really, it's only been three years. They babied him with the injuries, all of that, right? You know, they're they're going to run him out of town. Okay, it's done. Okay, I'm telling you right now, it is done. Marvin Bagley will not be here past this year. Okay, it's over. They're moving him. He's he doesn't want to fucking be here. And it's it's really it's the it's Sacramento's media, it's Sacramento's fan base um, that are really pushing him out. And it's it's really too bad that nobody's ever gone to bat for Marvin Bagley. Nobody ever has. I have never heard anybody go on TV and went and, and go to bat for Marvin Bagley. He's been left out the dry. He he has a GM who got fired. He has a head coach who's got fired. Uh, he catches a lot of shit because of his dad, but in all reality, his dad's kind of right. You know, get get the, get him out of sack. Why? You know, he, he's probably right. Okay, people forget that Sacramento is the shit franchise in all of professional sports. I'm a huge diehard fan of Sacramento. I don't fucking know why. Okay, half the time because they literally are the worst ran franchise in all of sports. And when you put that into perspective, and and you and you look at Marvin Bagley's situation, it is so unfair to him. And I don't fucking blame him, dude. I hope he goes, you know, I, I hope he goes somewhere and he wins championships and he's a multi-time all-star and he proves everybody in Sacramento wrong because it's absolutely ridiculous, dude. I'm fucking tired of it. And people can say whatever they want, but it's going to happen. 
It's going to happen. He's going to go somewhere and he's going to have a successful long NBA career because of his athleticism, because of his length, because of his offensive ability, you know, um, and, and it, it's really too bad that Sacramento is going to let somebody like that get away from them. It really is. I don't know why people can't see it. You know, it, I don't, I get, I get the frustration that people have for the injuries and that it, the impact isn't immediate, you know, but in the grand scheme of things, when you draft that, when you draft 19 year olds, 18, 19 year olds, this is what you get. You get four or five years. You don't, we've talked about it all the time. Big you know, men, I really, big men. I really, it, it's, I really, it's big men that I really, not really guards. Well, I really learned this lesson when it came to um, Jamal Murray and his extension because Jamal Murray got a crazy like $180 million extension a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was bef- at that time, I want to say he was only averaging like 17, 18 points a game. He still and only he, averages that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but the, but the point is, is that um, these guys really you're, you you draft them so young by the time that they hit that point of extension, they're still not even to hitting a stride yet. And then it just kind of takes, it still takes a couple more years. So that's why we've been such advocates of the hashtag TTP trade the pick for the last couple of years is because of that. When you want to draft young guys, this is what you expect. You expect that patience. And so it's just kind of frustrating that uh, so many people in Kingsland, they want to draft. Uh, so whatever young player, it's always mock draft this and this player that, but then when the player actually comes here, they don't want to, they don't want to uh, deal with the ups and downs of that for several years. There's been so many guys who have dealt with the, with injuries and that were top picks. Joel Embiid dealt with injuries coming in. Blake Griffin missed his entire rookie year. Uh, DeAndre Aiden, even the guy in the same, he missed a lot of games from PEDs and stuff too. It really wasn't until this year where DeAndre Aiden really is making that impact, and it just takes a while. And you know, instead of people just going out there and supporting the guy and saying he's had two for all the reasons you listed, fired coach, fired GM, whatever injuries they've babied him they did baby him and year two where he finally starts to get some minutes he got hurt the first game of the year like breaks his hand or some shit that set him back and then there's covid the shutdown the bubble and then we come this year there's more covid again he you know he gets hurt um it's just it's just a lot of things in a short amount of time that have happened to him so when he's here they picked up the option he's gonna be here for one more year it's like all you fucking losers out there in Kingsland, all you fucking media out there, dorks out there in Kingsland that are over here, just, you want to, I've said it a bunch when it comes to Buddy Hill. you just want to fucking trade motherfuckers just to trade him. Your franchise sucks. Why don't you just get behind the guy and, and cheer for his success? Because you know what? It's not like he's a, he's not a bum. It'd be one thing if he was Hashim to beat where he got thrown down in the developmental league within his first fucking month. That's literally, not the literally average two points a game. That's not the <laughs> Case, the guy the guy at 25 minutes that means at 25 injury riddled minutes during covid with multiple coaches and inconsistencies and shitty team and playing with Corey joseph as his primary point guard when he's in his stats are 14 <laughs> points and seven rebounds okay get this guy on a lifting weights let's get him on a training regimen Okay, let's get him up to 30 minutes a game and let's see what that looks like. And with De'Aaron Fox looking the way he's 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 playing and then Tyrese Halliburton and another draft pick, that's how you have success with a team. But when you fucking losers act like you're entitled for just, I don't know, whatever reason that you need to fact a shit on, on a Marvin Bagley, fuck you. Yeah, you know, that's you, you, know, you, know, you, know you know what's funny, though, is the counter to everything you just said. You know what people are going to say? Who cares what his, his offensive statistics are? He's terrible on defense. Isn't everybody? The fucking Kings are the worst defensive team in the NBA. Okay. 
Like they're the everybody on that team's terrible at defense. If you think anybody on Sacramento's team is good at defense, you're fucking wrong. Because if they had good defenders, they wouldn't be the worst team at defense in the NBA. It's it's crazy, dude. And it's like we said, dude. He's only what twenty two. Okay, he's twenty fucking two. What do you expect? Okay, just be happy that he's putting that statistical output and he's showing flashes. You know, there was a game this year. I think he had his career high. It was like thirty something. He went off, dude. Like he went off. It's when he came back from the injury, he played hella minutes and he fucking went off. And that just shows me, hey, this guy's capable, right? He goes out there and he he plays, he plays fast. He plays well on offense. Yeah, he's got shit to work on his defense, dude. So is the whole fucking team, dude. Cry me river. I don't care. Okay. Why, I don't care. Why why do you think people have just so I'll ask you, right? Because you know, we can go around and around about what we're saying, but like why do you think that people are just so over it? Because the one thing that I can't handle, and this is when it comes to Buddy Heald, this is when it really has come to everybody. This is why we're always about, tra- if you're not going to keep a guy, trade him to lose him for no value, nothing. But man, when it comes to a player that Kings fans don't like, it's like, we'll just, we'll take him for whatever. Somebody on Twitter the other day, you know, they said, I would trade him if we get a couple bags of chips at this point. What kind of dumb fucking take is that, man? What kind well, of take know, is that? You know, what, just, what, what, what has gotten Kings fans into the position, I guess, is the point where that take comes out? Well, it's it's literally, I'm telling you, it's literally because he was drafted. It's who he was drafted in front of. That's it. That is that is people's whole case on Marvin Bagley is look where he was. Look who we could have had. Look what we could have had. Okay. And we'll put into those other guys into perspective. Okay. DeAndre Ayton statistically had his worst year in the NBA this year. By far. 14 and a half points, 10 rebounds. Okay. He's been an 18 and 10 guy, 18, 11 since he came in the NBA. Okay. Statistically had his worst season in the NBA. Okay. Why was he successful this year? Look at the fucking team they put around him. Right. Chris Paul came in. Devin Booker took that step. Jay Crowder's there. Bridges is there. You know, campaigns there. Cam Johnson's there. Okay. Uh, look at Trey Young. Okay. Trey Young's been on his first two years, lottery teams. First two years, they literally, lottery teams. What happened this year? They have Clint Capella, the NBA's leading rebounder. They have John Collins, who's double-double every night. You know, they have Danilo Gallinari, who's six foot eight, and when he's healthy, he's one of the top small forward scorers in the league. Kevin Herter, a six-eight scorer. You know, Bogdanovich, who was probably, in your guys' opinion, Sacramento's best player last year is probably their sixth or seventh best player on that team. Okay. That's, that's the difference right there. You know, these guys are surrounded with talent. They're surrounded on well, you know, they're surrounded by well-rounded franchises, well-run franchises. You know, that's, you know, Luka Doncic this year. Okay. Luka's got the unicorn on his team. He's got Josh Richardson. He has Tim Hardaway. You know, he has Jalen Brunson, who's probably the top backup point guard in the NBA. Right. Rick Carlisle, one of, you know, he's not there now, but one of the best coaches in NBA history, in my opinion. You know, the Dallas Mavericks have been a consistently well-ran franchise for the last 25 years. Right. That's the fucking difference right there. So you can go and blame Marvin Bagley all you want. But when you look at it, Sacramento's had good draft picks. And, and you know, people want to look back and, and say, oh, look how terrible the draft picks were. I'm, they drafted DeMarcus Cousins, didn't fucking do nothing with it. They had the rookie of the year, Tyreek Evans, didn't fucking do nothing with it. They drafted Isaiah Thomas, didn't fucking do nothing with it. You know, they have De'Aaron Fox, haven't fucking done nothing with it. They got Marvin you, Bagley and the fucking done nothing with it. You list some examples, but 
to be fair, they have had bad draft picks as well. So they have, and I, they have, but every fucking team in the NBA has had bad draft picks. Every team. I'm tired of people looking. Well, we did this. We every fucking team. You can look at that with every goddamn team in the NBA. Okay, everybody's had horrible draft picks. Okay, Isaiah Thomas was an MVP candidate. You let him fucking walk. Okay, Demarcus Cousins was an MVP caliber player in his prime. He's fucking gone. Okay. You have De'Aaron Fox, who's a budding NBA star, top 10 type of player. Okay, you're not fucking doing anything by him right now, right? And the same thing's happening with Marvin Bagley, an offensive stud who's only 22 years old, and you're letting the local media and local fans run this dude out of fucking town. Okay? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's, too, that's and the it's point too, right there. And it's too fucking bad. And Kings fans are too fucking dumb, and Kings media, Sports 1140, is too fucking dumb to get out of their own way. Oh, we'll just let him go for a bag of chips. All right, cool. And when we win 25 fucking games next year and De'Aaron Fox requests a trade, then what? Then fucking what? Right? When the only person uh, when the only person left from this year's team, this past year's team is Tyrese Halliburton, what the fuck are you going to do? You know, that's that's the crazy thing to me is is people just can't get they can't see it right in front of them. They can't see it. They're so blinded by look at what Luka Doncic is doing. Look what Ty, you know, Trey Young is doing. Look at DeAndre Ayton. Instead of actually looking at the big picture and seeing, wow, look what these look what these teams did for those players. Look who they surrounded with. Look at the coaches they gave them. You know, look at the minutes that they're giving them. Right? Trey Young plays thirty freaking three minutes, thirty five minutes a night. Lucas played freaking thirty five minutes a night since he's walked in the NBA. You know, DeAndre Ayton immediately day one starter. What did we do with Marvin Bagley? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Right, we'll get you in a little bit, and then he gets hurt, and all right, we're gonna baby him. Hey, you know what? It's COVID this year. Just sit out, sit out. We're not gonna have you. You're not really gonna have you too much, you know. And it's too bad, dude. So I'm going in circles here, but it, it's I'm I'm telling you right now, dude. Marvin Bagley's gone, okay, and it's it, it's terrible that that's gonna happen. He's gonna go somewhere. And he's gonna succeed, and I'm gonna be here two, three, five years from now, saying, "Man, eh, I told you so," and we're gonna be stuck here without Deer and Fox by then too. I told you so on 20 years by then, no playoffs, 20 years, told you so. I think that you made you, the, the good point that you made, though, is that uh, it, you, you're going to let the local media and all the fans, everything run them out of town. And that's where that's why it's like to come on here and do the, the sole purpose of the episode was to point that out and just say, just be fucking patient, you know, like just be patient. That's the, that's the problem with, with Kingsland. That's my that's been our problem. That's kind of why we do Kings cast and why we want to start it, because it's it's. Everyone's so in the moment, so about like, oh my God, the, the 30 games, the last 30 games or this one season, this guy did this one thing. So now we need to blow fucking everything up or we need to trade this guy. We need to sign this guy just because he played a little bit. Okay. You know, and, and it's big picture. And it's like, if you want to, if you want to play ball and you want to draft guys high, then you, what you're doing by making that decision is you're going all in by doing that, which means you got to surround that player with players you got to surround that player with player development. You know, my thing against uh, with Marvin Bagley is that you bring in a top premier pick like that, you know, why is the franchise not going all in on resources to get this guy uh, to build around him? You know, it's why do you bring in a guy like that and then he just becomes uh, one of the guys? You know, why Why is he just Why is he just one of the, the guys where you bring in a Holmes and, and all of a sudden he's competing with – why are you not focusing all of your resources on those players? 
you know, Halliburton, Fox, like you sign Buddy Hill to a massive extension and then right away you bench him within 30 games because you just want to see what else happens. Like see. that's the problem with the Kings is that they never, they never can just like focus on who they have, develop, build around them, be smart, you know, and that's the problem with Kings fans is you can't remember that some players are role players and some players are worth developing. Look at, look at, if you had, uh, Ryan, you, you can attest to this, but when the Kings had that draft, I said they should trade the pick for Jimmy Butler. That's what I said way back yeah, then. I said did. to trade, to try to trade that pick for Jimmy Butler, because at that time, it's like you could have had Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox and Jimmy Butler, and you could have had a team from there. You know, because that's, to me, it's like, that's, okay, you do that, you're accelerating the rebuild, right? But if you want to go draft number two, well, guess what you need? You've decided. You've decided that you're going to you're gonna take four to five years to slow play it. That's what you've decided to do. And so it's just crazy that it really it's, we just concluded on year three, but this talk on Marvin Bagley isn't new to the end of this year. This was happening last offseason. At the deadline, people wanted him to, they were trying to trade him for Sadiq Bay, right? And people were like, oh, yeah, please, please. I saw the dumbest fucking trade from Bleacher Report today, someone posted, about a trade centered around uh, Bagley from uh, Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac tore his ACL. What, what's the difference between uh, Jonathan Isaac and Marvin Bagley? You know? John, Jonathan Isaac averages, I'm going to look it up, but it's not fuck, seven points a game probably. You know, it, it's ridiculous, dude. That And that's the shit that I'm talking about, dude. It's this whole narrative that, you know, it, it's all the players' fault. And people just refuse to look at how bad Sacramento is ran. They refuse. They fucking refuse to recognize that Sacramento is a shit franchise. And I don't fucking blame Bagley for going and liking a tweet. Guys do it all the time. If I was him, I'd be trying to force my way out too. Because... People aren't having my back. You want to change coaches. You want to change GMs, right? You're 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 not willing to to have my back, dude. And, and if I was him, I'd be fucking out, dude, so fast. Who who out there really has ever just? I mean, I don't think what we're saying is that crazy. And again, if the guy was if the guy was playing full minutes and he was very underwhelming, like as a player, like Thomas Robinson was, you know, Thomas Robinson, it's like. Yeah, for that, you know, Thomas Robinson is not that great, <laughs> you know, oops. Okay. They messed up. Move on. But this isn't the case. Like I said, it's not a Darko Milicic. It's not a Hathim Hashim's the beat. It's not a Thomas Robinson. Marvin Bagley has just had the unfortunate injury histories and he was babied and he's had inconsistency. That's, that's pretty much it. Now, if he go, that's the thing is, is that it's, there was no reason just to kind of op- welcome him with open arms going into this year because he, he you know, contract wise and everything else. I mean, he's, he was going to be on the roster this year. Right. And so there's no reason to go out there and really value him because if he, if he played well or didn't play well or whatever the case, you guys trade him at the deadline. I mean, why, why, <laughs> you know, I don't know guys. I don't think you you trade all of your assets at their lowest point. You know, I don't think that's how business is done. So the fact that you guys are all calling for that to happen right now is stupid. You know, the, the leverage t- position is just to let them play it out. But you know, 
this year, yeah, if he went out there and he and he blew it, and and they can get something for him, you know, it's a different conversation in six months from now. But at this point, the criticism that the guy bears is not fair. I mean, we've we've gone over and over and over. I haven't really seen anybody that that that's the thing is crazy. That's why I felt like let's just do the episode, you know, because I haven't seen anybody out there with our position, which I don't think is that extreme position. I really don't. I don't think it's that extreme. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's it's absolutely ridiculous, dude. You know, and and what what people expect too is people expect you know because of again because of where he's drafted, people expect him twenty five and ten in Sacramento right now instead of Phoenix's in the NBA NBA Western Conference Finals. That's what people expect, and it's kind of unrealistic expectation. Well, that where do the Kings fans? That's that's what we talked about. Where do they? Where do they they, get off? Where do they get off? Where do they get off? It's it's. Yeah, it, it 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 really to me it's confusing, and that's and that's where I'm coming from. It's like, where do you get off? Okay, do you not realize that the Phoenix Suns are like, I want to say they're like the third or fourth most winningest franchise in the NBA history, right? Like they're they're up there. They might be five. Go look it up. I swear to God, dude, you go look at winning percentage, okay, for the Phoenix Suns, and I want to say Phoenix is in the top five winning percentage in the NBA, right? It's a well-ran franchise. Yeah, they've it's had a, good good teams these last couple decades. I guess you really yeah. It's it it's a well look in the nineties too. It's a very well ran franchise. Okay, uh, Atlanta well ran franchise over the last fifteen years. Right, people forget they were the one seed a few years ago. They had a coach of the year and Mike Budenholzer. You know they've drafted very well with Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, who's been hurt, Trey Young, Kevin Herter, John Collins. Look at those draft picks. You know, and then they go and add they go add an MB again. Clunk Capella led the league in, in rebounds this year. That's huge to surround your draft picks with players that compliment you. Um, Sacramento yeah, hasn't it, done that, dude. It it's goes fine. back to, yeah, where do you, where you get off? Where you do know? you fucking get off, dude? Hey, hey, you, you, know, you, know, you know what it is? It's that uh, it's so much about looking what other, other people have and then, comp- and then using that to measure themselves. That, mm-hmm. that seems to be what the case of Marvin Bagley is. It's, it's just measuring what measuring yourself based on everybody else and then not really looking at what you have. And, and it, it's crazy, man, because like you said, unfortunately, we are in such the minority. And the the other side is overwhelmingly outspoken about this and consistent about this to, lo- to the, where it's reached the local media where, like you said, if you were him right now, be honest with yourself. You're making bread. You know you're good. You know you can play. You you know, like, man, it's just, just, this is just what it is. I'm 22. I still have uh, potentially a... 15 year career ahead of me (laughs) you know what i mean like okay i did my time in sacramento in the developmental leagues you know oh you want to ship me you want to ship me off to 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 some other oh you oh you want to ship me off to indiana to go play with sabonis or you want to ship me off to the 76ers to play with mb oh you want to ship me off to another team over here okay whatever man i'm gonna get mine because i know that you give me 28 points a game on a good team i know i'm gonna produce that's what's gonna happen Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I say points. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You said points. Yeah, you get. Um, yeah. And and that's what's funny, dude. That's what's it's. And I can't wait, dude. I really, I, I wish, you know, I've been waking up the last, last few days, and I've been looking at my phone, just like, God, dude, is today the get today the day that Marvin Bagley gonna be gone, and he's gonna go flourish somewhere? It cracks. It's the same thing, dude. I think it's the same thing about Buddy Hill. You know, everybody hates on Buddy and wants him gone. God, dude, part of me, right? Like, obviously, I don't want other teams to win, but part of me wants wants buddy healed to go to like la you know part of me wants him to go to the lakers and average like 18 points a game but have wide fucking open shots all fucking well day. the one but i always in, said was always the warriors yeah it was always the warriors yeah. that was the one yeah. you know in what gives league. me hope 
You know what gives me hope about about Marvin Bagley is that Monty McNair inherited this problem, and Monty McNair is strictly shown. If you look at his his short track record here, as a G, I, I like to think he's a GM nerd, and that's what the, that's what you need if you're the if you're the Kings, you're a small market team. You need a nerd out there, and what nerds do is they value. Uh, they they strictly look at the assets. That's it. They look at the assets and they and they manage the assets. That's what he's doing. It's not this emotional bullshit that Vladi was playing. Where I'm not going to pick up a guy's contract to motivate him. That doesn't happen with GM God. nerds. GM nerds don't do that. GM nerds don't overpay Bogdanovich because he's a fan favorite. GM nerds don't do that. Um, and then GM nerds don't don't sell guys low. They don't do that. And so that's the one hope I have is I'm going to believe in. And old Monty, and that he's not gonna—he's gonna be a nerd, and he's gonna manage the asset, which is Bagley at this point, and he's just gonna sit on the asset. And really, realistically, um, he'll—if he wants to move him, he'll move him at some point. But there's really no rush. There's no reason. The only way I could see it happening is if it really—you know—the pick is packaged, and somehow some, they, they're able to move up in the top five for a guy they really like. You know, maybe something like that, because it would at that point it could free up. Um, you know, it's like $11 million It'd free up some money, potentially, you know, whatever, maybe that's a nerd move you could do, you know, but that, but all these scenarios, you know what it takes? It, it requires another team to see all of this and want to make some type of realistic offer from Marvin Bagley too. That's the whole other point too, because a, a, a GM nerd and Monty McNair is not just going to give the guy away because you don't give away assets. If you're you're in the game of winning. You're the game. The G, that's the thing, Ryan. That's the thing we always talk about on Kings Cast with, with GMs. It's managing assets. It's managing contracts. It's, it's a different game. They're not fans. They're not. They're not like, yay. You know, Rashawn Holmes is hustling. Oh no. They, they. It's market value. It's trying to get guys below market value and cut a deal so that you can free up four million for the next year. And you can sign this guy and you have a couple a little bit, a little bit of leverage so you can do this. That's literally. It's it's a different game they're playing up there. So that's what gives me hope of the whole situation. That's what gives me hope is that it's it's an asset that's low that has a lot of boom potential. They're not going to probably bring back Rashawn Holmes this year, so they're they're they need someone in the front court. Yeah. So he's not coming uh, back. Yeah, he's, he's not. Yeah, not he's he's back. not going to cost a lot of money. They have a draft pick. It's just, yeah, the fans. You guys can say whatever. Carmichael, Dave. Oh no, Carmichael, Dave. He said something against Sacramento. You're from Carmichael, so you know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I just don't like that. That that honestly, I I get upset. I don't really like that. Like particularly KHTK and particularly like Carmichael, Dave guys that they feel that they speak for all of Sacramento like that. You know, I really don't like that. You know, and I don't like that some of the fans have been infiltrated with these takes, Ryan. Yeah, it's I, I'm not we've we've talked about those guys before, so I'm not going to give them the time of the day. But one thing I want to get off my chest real quick, and I was starting to talk about it a little bit was how I was saying, you know, part of me wishes these guys would go to like a Lakers, you know, buddy healed and just light it fucking up you know, lead the league in, in three point percentage and just show people like, yeah, I'm fucking good. But you know what I really, you know. Obviously, I want Sacramento to win a championship. I, I would probably cry if Sacramento won a championship. But part of me wants Sacramento to trade Buddy Hield and Marvin Bagley to the Sixers and bring back fucking Matias Liable just to show everybody that Matias Liable fucking blows. 
okay, and he's on a team that's surrounded with hella good defenders and show that he can he can't score more than ten points a game, right? And then Marvin Bagley and Buddy Heald go there and fucking light it up and win a fucking NBA championship, dude. That's you know. <laughs> That's part of me really fucking wants that to happen just to show people you guys are fucking idiots, dude. Yeah, but you know what that you know what that is though. That's such a, I hear what you're saying, but like really, I hear what you're saying just in the fact that it would teach everybody a lesson. But in the grand scheme of things, you don't want that, you know. No, you don't want no, that. But but that's I you know that's just like a told you so, you know, because it really bugs me that I see like let's just give them away. You know, I want Matthias Thibel over Buddy Hield. I want this Sacramento's the worst defensive team in the NBA adding Matias Thibel who plays like 17 minutes a night and somehow fucking got on the all defensive team in the NBA. It's a fucking ludicrous. That's one of the worst, worst snubs in the history of the NBA. Okay. Like shit like that. But I, you know, I, it's, it's like that where I just, I, I want these guys to go somewhere and succeed and show that, you know, Sacramento's just a shit run franchise, guys. You guys are fucking wrong about it all, but you know, whatever. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going in circles about Marvin Bagley. And I'm starting to get off topic, but it's just all this stuff, dude, on Kingsland that I read all the time and I follow it. And I'm just like, God, you guys are terrible sometimes, dude. There's a lot of good takes out there. But for every, you know, for every good take, there's about 10 bad ones. Yep. And I would say, Ryan, that a bad one is all of your takes on this guy. So, um, like you started off the episode, it's not really defense of him. It's just, it, it's really just kind of, I don't want to say we're making, we're making excuses. It's just really, it's just what it is. That's, that's all. It's just what it is. And I don't know, man, I don't think we're going to change anybody's minds with this episode. I don't think that was our point. I think our point was just to say it because like you said, it's kind of that told you so that told you so take on this one, because I think like this one, you would agree that you know it's already in i think it's already kind of in motion and it's getting to that point where um yeah i don't it's gone i don't don't know how they're gonna fix it his dad is just over it um and and uh i think that he's over it i think that the only way they keep him is 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 an extension which is like why would he agree to extension it's not going to be some type of max extension you you know it just a lot of things going against it so at this point all we can hope for is that the guy goes out and plays you know maybe they start to win and things feel well uh go well and maybe it's all happy land in king's land may probably not though but the best thing is just trade the asset when it's higher and then at the end of the day we'll continue root for marvin bagley because you know you just bet the odds on this guy that's all it is yeah you know it's 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 the point like if i was coming out in the draft this year and I, you know, say, I don't know, Kings had the third pick and, you know, hey, we're projected Jalen Suggs. You, it, it's almost at the point now, Sacramento's that bad, where I would, you know, like take the Eli Manning route and have my dad just tell the team like, nah, not fucking playing for you. You know what I mean? Like that's if, if I was a, if I was a top prospect, I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to Sacramento. Yeah, nah, dude, but you can always, no. you know what though? It's it's a winter league, and it's still Sacramento, and it's still California, and you're still De'Aaron Fox, and there's still Tyrese Halliburton, and there's still a lot of things going for it. You could you could end up in Cleveland, you can end up in Toronto, you can end up still. I mean, I know Milwaukee's good, but do these guys really want to go live in Milwaukee? You know, I I, I may maybe right now, I guess, but like, it, there's always there's always other the, the you got, Pistons. You can go to the, the Pistons, hey. you know. Yeah, you you could go to the Pistons. Pistons have an, a couple NBA championships. Pistons yeah. have a res, Pistons have a respected history, you know. 
Detroit's known as a basketball town, right? You brought up Milwaukee. Giannis is better than any player in the history of Sacramento. Fuck yeah, I'll go play there. You know, <laughs> like, I guess my point is like I just I I think that these I think that these guys you know I, I think these 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 rookies I think they're looking for the opportunity I think it's it's only the premier premier can't miss NBA stupid superstar guys that you know maybe make a move like that I don't think that happens but I think what happens is when they get in and things don't go well then this is what happens is a Marvin Bagley type of situation which is unfortunate it's unfortunate that the Kings for all of their they focus so much on being progressive when it comes to social issues, when it comes to the arena, when it comes to technology, et cetera. You think that they would be more progressive when it comes to player training, player development, um, you know, all of that stuff. It's just it's just like sub subpar in that area. And uh, there's a lot to, of blame to put out for that. So I don't know, Ryan, I think I don't have any more to say on that. I think that we set our piece and people can agree, disagree, probably will disagree. So you can let us know, but we don't really care on this one. We just want to say it for the sake of being said. So, hey, guys, we appreciate you listening. And if you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find me and Ryan on Twitter and Facebook at Kingscast Eric and at Kingscast Ryan. We are very active on our Facebook group, Kingsland. We run that with our guy, KC. He's been putting out great content, so check that out and follow him. Um, if you haven't, slide down after the show and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps our podcast get out there uh, to other Kings fans just like you. Um, and if you ever want to stay up to date with the podcast, as always, check us out at Kingscast. For Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Kings. This episode was brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop, 209's headiest smoke shop. Follow them on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209 for a view of all of their awesome inventory. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.